Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. How about this? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. Stanford, tight pocket. Hit as he throws left side. Yes. Intercepted. He's still yet to win an NFL game against a team at five games above 500 or better. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Case Keenum's not the answer, Bronze fans. Earlier on the show, Yahoo Sports columnist Dan Wetzel. 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. Still to come. Pro Football Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. Plus, Ravens offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Charles Woodson's going to join us. What a weekend for him. What a weekend for him is Raiders. He's going for two NFL teams. He's going for three teams, right? Raiders, Packers, professionally, University of Michigan Wolverines, one of the greatest in the history of, uh, of that uh, institution of higher learning that's been around since the early uh, 1800s uh, to, uh, to play football there. And um, he watches uh, the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day beat the Cowboys. That was <laughs> lovely, by the way. Oh, hey! Oh, yes! Jason <laughs> Feller Someone decides to is here on today. the Rich Eisen Show today instead of Mike Del Tufo. <laughs> you know, no, Jay felt, everybody. Jay felt, Jay felt it. Jay, you, Jay, Jay, you really felt it, huh? <laughs> and as they, actually, they, the Raiders felted the Cowboys. I mean, tried to, a poker tried to phrase. bet they TJ. Did. You had no chips hand. left at the end of that game. The chips are out. Yeah. You had no chips in front of you. <laughs> he didn't, I mean, he that didn't game was like it. eight days ago. I don't even remember it. To Whoa. Be Whoa. <laughs> but I was looking forward to seeing you. Okay. Um, so uh, good to see you, Jay, and good to see you, TJ Jefferson, Thank where you, you Richard. are. Uh, Ronnie Stanley scheduled to call in the Rich Eisen Show in a matter of moments here. Uh, Baltimore Raven and uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish uh, uh, alum. Interesting day for him. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Charles was, uh, again, he, he watched his Raiders win on Thanksgiving Day, and then he was at Michigan. He um, was part of the Fox coverage of that, and he was also the honorary captain. He's the honorary captain of that game. And then uh, Michigan won that. He hopped on a flight, went to Green Bay, had his name put in the ring of honor during halftime of the Packers' win against the, the Rams. That is, what a weekend. Not too shabby. What a weekend. Not too shabby on all of that. Uh, something's going down tonight. Um in the world of the association. Oh. And I don't mean day two of the uh, fantasy matchup between me and Dr. J's Afro owned by <laughs> TJ Jefferson. Let's go. What's, the, what's the score <laughs> through one day? No, it's not very good because oh. I don't have a very good team, number one. Number two, I didn't have as many people playing. And 
I, I, I'm, I'm like a walking mash unit. Nobody stays healthy for me. It's everyone like eight, gets, two and one. Everyone's either right getting now. sick, COVID, or these non-COVID illnesses that last as long as COVID. Yeah, it's weird. You know? So, uh, but tonight, the Warriors take on the Suns. Oh. Yes, indeed. The Suns have won 19,000 games in a row. Seems like it. Is it 16? Officially? Uh, last I checked. Last I checked, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors are atop the Western Conference at 18-2. and two. And there's that rare win, 16W16, next to Jeez. the Suns, who are right on their tail at 17-3. and three. That's crazy. The so Warriors when does a team, seven. When does, when does a team win 18 of their first 20 and then have a, a, a shot to maybe fall into second place at, in one night? Gosh. That's a hell of a game tonight, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a big time. That's on Time Turner, correct? That's a, that's a TNT game this I evening? I believe so. I'll be watching that one. That is going to be so much TNT, fun. 10 Eastern. And, you know what, Rich, and then Clay right. comes back soon, too, gents. You know who doesn't get enough or any kind of – we don't talk about him at all. It's Chris Paul, right? Oh, I thought so, you meant me since I chose the Warriors to win the, to win <laughs> well, the no, NBA you, you did. championship What Chris this Paul year. is doing right now is pretty phenomenal. What is he, in year 17, Chris? Something and, like, yeah. And Chris Paul's not just, like, plugging away. No, he's gotten he, better. Everyone thought yeah. that the Suns just got him as some sort of salary dump for because he was going to be in his final year of his contract. And, you know – They'll take him on and see what works. And nah, Chris Paul is still that dude. Right dude, now. he sure is. Yeah, fifteen, some, 15 and ten, like it's nothing. Yeah, he's playing his best basketball of his entire career, and so is Steph, right? And you could say so is Draymond, and so is DeAndre Ayton, and so is Devin Booker, and you know you got Steve Kerr coaching his head off, and you got Monty Williams coaching his head off, and this team has won sixteen in a row ever since that awful story about what. What their owner is said to be coming out, their team management. Yeah, that's They've been phenomenal. Thing. I don't know if this is the best. Uh, this isn't the best basketball, obviously, of Chris Paul's career, but he is playing at an incredible level for the amount of tread that he yeah. has on Well, I side. mean, it's the best basketball he's playing for a team that's got the best chance to win it all, with all due respect. Mm-hmm. You know, or you could say he's playing the best basketball since he was traded to Los Angeles the first time and then sent back. <laughs> People, Lakers fans are still upset about Feeling that. Feeling you. Okay. Uh, joining us right here on the Rich Eisen Show is a Pro Bowl left tackle who unfortunately is on injured reserve uh, for the second consecutive year. Uh, but we're ha- we, we, we had him booked to come on the show uh, for or attempting to get him on the show for quite some time because my wife and I are diehard dog rescue nuts. We love rescuing dogs, and we think that is one of the most remarkable things anyone can do not just for them, but for, but for the dog as well. And, uh, you know, we always say adopt, don't shop, and uh, we mean it. And um, so my wife sent me this article that was written on the Ravens website about what Ronnie Stanley is doing with his new foundation. And he's joining us now here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line to discuss that and more. How are you, Ronnie Stanley of the Ravens? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. What a beautiful thing your foundation is doing. I'll give you the floor on what it is and what uh, and how we can all pitch in and help. Ronnie? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much I really wanted to connect the bridge between, you know, uh, dogs, um, pets in general, and, and humans in need and kind of show how both species could help each other if, if uh, done correctly and done the right way. So pretty much we take uh, dogs from shelters, and we vet them out and pick which dogs we think are the most trainable and um, suitable because some of the 
some of the dogs we train, we want to be like uh, service dogs and help people, you know, with real uh, real ailments that they have. And uh, but we have other dogs that we train that are just uh, companion dogs that help people, you know, that are going through tough times or um, mental or uh, emotional type of stress. And um, we've seen that, you know, done, doing this correctly not only uh, helps the dogs and helps uh, help uh, that's kind of, help uh, with the burden of overpopulation and over uh, breeding of of dogs, um, and showing that we can not only help that but also help people that you know from various different types of um, disabilities or. Um, stress or anything. Uh, we, one of our uh, one of our recipients was a service member, and he was dealing with PTSD. Mm. Um, and then the, our first recipient was a girl with uh, sickle cell. So I think that shows uh, the range in which you know my foundation can help different people. And these dogs are are are, are therapy dogs, or helping dogs, or just a companion for people who need it. It's across the board. It's it's all the way across the board. So we'll match the dogs with uh, partner trainers, and the trainers will train them to see um, what capabilities they have if they can work all the way up to be a service dog. But if not, they're uh, they're good being companion dogs, and if they're good being companion dogs, we'll match them with someone that needs a companion dog. So I think that's that's probably one of the best things is there's a different type of dog for different types of people with different types of needs so ronnie stanley why why how'd you first get into just the concept obviously we understand wanting to be part of your community wherever you've been you're 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 from the vegas area you went to college at notre dame and now you're um uh a baltimore raven with one of the best contracts at the position in the sport and so um being part of the community helping uh your fellow uh man and woman and child, I understand that. But why dogs? Where, where did you Where did you get that from? You know, I, I really don't know where my love for animals came from. It was kind of something I was always born with. Um, I never grew up with dogs. My parents didn't really, you know, want animals in the house, um, mainly because we were always busy out, out of the house with sports. I mean, all my siblings. Sure. But I think that's kind of what was the reason that you know made me want a dog even more. And then they decided to get us uh, two dogs in high school and. You know, I was overly joyed with that, and um, I just always had, like, a soft spot for animals, I guess, just because of, like, the vulnerability I've seen. I've seen, you know, and I just know the, the you know, things that people do to them, you know, just abuse of power type stuff, and um, I think that's one of the things with our relationship with dogs is we've kind of abused that relationship, and I'm trying to kind of rebuild that relationship back to where it's supposed to be, and that's both species helping each other. Ronnie Stanley of the Ravens here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, before we move on to our football part of our conversation, how can people get involved with your foundation? Uh, how can people yeah, get involved? So my website, RonnieStanleyFoundation.org. Um, people go there, get a better idea of what we do. Um, Ronnie's uh, FDN, which stands for Foundation mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, but I think the website is the best place to um, get a good idea of what we do and the families that we've helped so far. Uh, it's in its very early stages, and um, we've only helped two people so far, two families. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, that was really for us to prove that, you know, the proof of concept of what we're doing would, would work. And um, 
would be able to fit in different types of environments. Um, so I think there's, you know, there's a lot of room for growth from where we are, but I think the website will show, uh, you know, just the whole summary of what we're trying to do. So uh, let's talk a little bit of football. How are you doing? You know, I mean, your second straight year. I mean, you signed a, a huge contract and you get hurt right away and you get knocked out of last year's season with ankle surgery and then it happens again. I mean, your tweet, you know, kind of hit home for me in October where you're like you're lying in the same hospital bed, right? And it's just, yeah. it, uh, uh, how, are you, how are you handling all of that right now, Ronnie? Uh, I'm trying to handle it as best as I could. You know, I'm just look, trying to be positive, um, trying to be supportive for my teammates. I'm still trying to be a good leader for them. I still, you know, want to do, I want to help as much as I can for those guys. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely hard, uh, you know, physically building everything back up and then, you know, kind of going back to uh, ground zero again. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just try to, try to you know, focus on the, the blessings that I have and there's a lot of things to be thankful for. And, you know, I think that's just my approach, just trying to take it one day at a time. Um, you know, it's a long road ahead. I'm still at the beginning of, you know, this process. Uh, but I think just, you know, one day at a time and, just focusing on um, all my blessings is, is helping me get through it. So, I mean, you're kind of a, a physical embodiment of what your team is 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 all about right now. I mean, you go down. Uh, we all know what happened uh, in the preseason when uh, Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards go down on the same day in the same practice and within the same half hour uh, after J.K. Domins goes down. Um, Lamar gets sick last a uh, couple weeks ago, win anyway, and the Ravens are the one seed entering December. Ronnie, to what do you owe that resiliency for the team? You know, I, I'm going to say the players, you know, the, the guys that are, um, you know, gutting it out there at the end of the game. And I, I know you've seen, you know, how many close games we've had this year. And, you know, they could go either way in the last couple minutes of the game. You know, to to keep, you know, consistently winning those close games, you know, not only takes luck, but it also takes um, a lot of determination by those players. And uh, I, I just love the way, uh, you know, our culture and our team and the way we, we play for each other. And I think that's that's really the biggest thing and in, in why you see, you know, the Ravens are still number one and uh, we're, we're still, you know, the most injured team in the league. You know, because players, we play for each other. I think we play for, you know, we we play for a bigger purpose than ourselves and you know that, that carries you a long way so uh when did you first realize that lamar jackson was special you got a good story for me on that front ronnie stanley i think i re- i realized lamar jackson was special in uh in practice like in camp before he was ever a starter um he was making passes and i think i think no one was really expecting him to make these passes and i i don't know i was i was I thought they were good passes, but I think like everyone was surprised. Like they think he couldn't pass or something. But mm-hmm. when I when I saw him make these passes, and I saw him uh, juke some of our players in practice. I knew early, early on that he was going to be a special player. You know, um, you you don't see people that that can move that fast, and not only move that fast, but you would think someone moving that fast can't really think like in a calm fashion. So he's on, you know, he's moving at 200 miles an hour. I'm, I'm thinking I'm moving at 100 miles an hour. He's moving at 200 miles an hour. 
And then the ability to calm, coolly, collected, always, you know, come back to the huddle and not, he's, he's, he's breathing heavy sometimes, but he's always, you know, reading us the play calmly. He's not, you know, freaking out ever. He's always uh, handling pressure well. Um, I think there's a lot of intangibles about him, you know, but I think very early on, you know, I, I knew he was, he was built for it. You know, some people, some people I feel like you could tell they're just not built for this type of pressure, right. especially at that type of position. You know, I think early on before he was ever even in that position where he was getting all this notoriety and stuff, he, he was very poised for for what was to happen. Yeah, I, I get the sense of that, Ronnie Stanley, just watching the games, right? I'm not in the huddle, clearly. You haven't seen me there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not there. But just sitting there, you get the sense that nothing's ever too big for him and nothing ever phases him. The man threw four interceptions on Sunday. I've seen four interception games. I've seen guys go in the tank. They go in the tank. And right. he he it, he just like it rolled off his back like it was four touchdowns and those roll off his back too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's yep. unbelievable. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's the ability to just no matter good or bad is to move on and act like, you know, you need to make that next play and I think with him it's it's great and you know the offensive lineman you always try to hold that mentality because mm-hmm. It's inevitable, you know, a bad play will happen here and there, but you have to, you know, relock in right then. You know, I think with quarterback, it's it's even, you know, at a, at a higher level and it's even ha- harder to accomplish that. And, yeah, like you were saying, he, it's, he's so poised in uh, different situations, and that's that's been from a rookie year. That's That's been since he was, you know, mm. starting at a, as a young player, and he's still a young player, and, you know, he has so much room to grow and stuff, so. You know, I'm I'm more than uh, appreciative and blessed, you know, to for him to be my teammate, but also for all my teammates, you know, just the culture we have. Um, it's really it's really a cool thing. Last one for you, Ronnie Stanley. Um, you're a Golden Domer, and uh, the coach that uh, brought you there, and um, and has had more wins in the history of the program than anybody else. And Brian Kelly has left. Um, and he has left for LSU. I'd love to get your thoughts on that development. You know, am I – I'm pretty, like, uh, after the whole, you know, thing that happened with him in Cincinnati and stuff, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm so surprised. But I'm also – you know, I, I just feel for the players. You know, those guys, those those guys, you know, putting everything in – you. Know, I have no idea of the details of the situation. Is he leaving after the season, or is he leaving immediately? Sir, he met apparently with the team today for uh, a handful of minutes and is gone. He is out. He's gone. So he's out now, and he's going to LSU for their bowl game and all that. Uh, he is going to LSU, um, I believe, introduced in a press conference Wednesday, Ronnie. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, agree with that type of, you know, exit plan just in consideration of the players. I might, I might be biased because I'm a player, but, you know, those guys that sacrifice so much and, you know, a lot of them have very few opportunities to showcase, um, you know, their talents. And I just think, you know, I don't know what, why I couldn't have uh, waited till you know, after the season, after the bowl game, all that. We still – playoff contenders you know what i mean like they could easily go to the playoff this year compete for a national championship but you know i just hope those guys don't you know let this affect them too much and i know that's easier said than done because this is very 
you know, impactful thing when your head coach is leaving, when you're two games away from a national, or not even, you're almost in the, in the playoff contending for a national championship just based on, like, what vote you're going to get. But, yeah, I just hope those guys, you know, just band together and really come together and, you know, pull off something that no one, no one thinks they can do, and that's when a national championship. I think that's the best thing that can happen right now for those players. Obviously, you know, well, obviously, clearly, it's first blush to you here. Do you know? Do you have any thoughts on who should be next? Obviously, an interim coach is required for a potentially national championship semifinal game. Right. That's a that's a that's a good question. You know, I have no. I'm not going to say any names because I really don't have any. Uh, true information on how good these other coaches are, you know, uh, pushing into the into a head coach position because it's it's so different when you have to be the leader of leaders, you know. So, um, yeah, I can't say I can't say you know maybe uh, maybe uh, Notre Dame uses all their connections and you know maybe we'll just pull saving from a damn. Yeah, no, I think Ronnie. I don't think he's walking through that door. Uh, I'll be yeah, very honest oh, with you. Notre you know? Dame's got some connections. Mm. I'm just kidding. Though, but. No, you know, I, I know, I know, I know. Notre Dame is uh, has got deep ties, uh, uh, but uh, I hear you, man. It just uh, it's. A lot of Notre Dame fans are confused today, and I, I think the reason why I can't wait is there's a signing period that's right around the corner. And so, you know, uh, according to my co- a colleague of mine from Yahoo Sports, Dan Wetzel, I spoke to in the first hour, he said that, that Coach Kelly was in somebody's living room recruiting that player for Notre Dame yesterday, just yesterday. Right. So. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's what I heard, too. Like, that's where uh, the news broke. But, again, that's, I feel like that's, that's very unfair to the players, especially, you know, the recruits as well. Like, and I know being recruited, they're going to, he's probably in the house telling you how he's going to be there for a long time and how he's not going to leave. And then you come out the door and you find out that it's breaking news that you're gone. You know what I mean? So it's like same thing for these recruits. I think, I think coaches owe, owe, I need to feel like they owe something more to the players. Like, and I'm not saying anything monetarily, but, you, you owe them, you know, your word at least. And, you know, I think it's gone too much of people willing to say whatever just to, like, get some get a kid to come to their school or, you know, and I think it's it's tough for those kids to, to deal with this stuff. And that makes it even more, uh, makes me happy that they at least have a, a chance to make some money now in college. And um, I, get, I think the transfer portal is now more of an uh, open thing. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, thank you for the time. Uh, again, my, my, my wife was the one who, because uh, she's constantly um, um, talking about dog rescue and is about it, and she's the one who who found about your foundation and um, sent that to me, and immediately we started to try and get you on the show, and we're glad today's that day. It's a beautiful, beautiful concept for your foundation to hook up people in need with dogs in need and that everybody can uh, become better um, people and humans and animals on the planet. It's just a beautiful thing of love, and I thank you for doing that. And anything I can do to help, you just reach out, please. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet it. That's Ronnie Stanley, at Megatroni <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. It's a beautiful concept. Let's take a break. I don't want to be uh, too late for Charles Woodson. When we come back, yes, Blue know it. Look at that and picture. Packers and Raiders and, I mean, got in the Hall of Fame. We're all rent payers in the Charles <laughs> Woodson world. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee, and right now you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, as well as NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. Chris Brockman is our next guest on the phone. Blue know it. Joining me here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is somebody that I, honestly, I thought of immediately because not only did I know he was there, but then I also saw him go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where he was feted in front of the Packers crowd with his Hall of Fame bust and was presented with his Hall of Fame ring to go with his jacket, and the Packers went out and thumped the Rams in the second half of that game after he was honored. So what a football weekend for one of the greats in the history of the National Football League, as well as the University of Michigan, our friend on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, Charles Woodson. How are you, Charles? Rich, man, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. How are you? Uh, where did that weekend rank for you in the history of your football weekends, Charles hey, Woodson? Hey, Rich, that was, a, that was a glorious weekend. I mean, unbelievable. Starts off on Thanksgiving with a huge Raiders win. Then all of a sudden we go into the weekend and what I feel like is a, a must-win game in terms of legacy and you know having everything on the table, everything in front of us for the University of Michigan, and they went out there and beat our arch, arch rivals, man. And I got to tell you, man, I couldn't be more proud of that team and the way that they played, man. They came out with fire, intensity, passion, and, and, and you could tell, man, that it meant something to them. And I think that to me. It's just the most important thing. Um, I was able to watch a special with Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Ross uh, Saturday morning, and they just talked about what the rivalry meant and those guys, you know, being the seniors, man, and, and knowing that they, they just had to get it done, and they did it. Um, being able to, you know, be there for the coin toss and be an honorary captain. And then, man, hopping on the plane, coming on to Green Bay, see my name go up in the stadium. I mean – I don't, I don't, you know, you, you ask, you know, where did this weekend rank? Uh, I tell you what, there's not many better. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. Let's let's take uh, each part uh, a little bit uh, each time here. Charles Woodson on on the Rich Eisen show here. And uh, let's start let's start with the the one that you and I share together, uh, the one in Ann Arbor. I mean, it 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 felt different this year that this team was different. They were built different. They were playing differently, and that they were being coached differently. And and it. Obviously, this was the litmus test, and it and it passed. What 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 do you think was the difference this year compared to the previous ones, Charles Woodson? Knowing the program as well yeah, as you do, yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, you know, Rich, you've been watching this game for the past you know several years, and you know one of the things that for me that was really glaring is it, it seems like um, in this game especially in terms of defense, it seemed like we never adjusted to you know, what what they were trying to do to us or uh, look at what they were doing the week before and be prepared for that the week that we played them. And I think the addition of Mike McDonald, McDonald cannot go um, – he can't be under, you know, understated or overstated enough, you know, what he did with that group of men and getting them to buy into what he was doing as a coach. Uh, get those guys, you know, some of them to play differently than they've played before. I mean, if you think about uh, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, a guy who you know, can get after the passer uh, better than just about anybody in the country, and then also see him be able to drop out in coverage and, and cover in the flats and go out and make tackles and be a presence not only in the rush game but also tackling in space. I mean, this team came out fired up, and you could tell, man, that they, they truly bought into it. And I just, you know, going back to, you know, watching that special with Josh Ross and, and Aiden Hutchinson, we're talking about, you know, Aiden's dad went to Michigan, uh, Josh Ross's brother went to Michigan. So they know this rivalry in and out, man. And they know what it, would, what, what it would mean for them to go out, you know, beating that school and finally, you know, getting back on the right side of that scoreboard. So, I just think, man, buying into what was going on was the biggest difference this year. What was it like in that house? What was it like in the house that day? Oh man, it was it was great, man. You know, for me, I was you know I was working you yeah. know, before the game, working Fox, and you know, all of a sudden got the snow flurries coming down. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it just it just felt like a great day <laughs> to be in the big house. You know what I mean? And, I kept telling the guys on the set, man, I don't know what it was, but I just I, I, I just felt I felt differently that I mean, I don't know how the team, you know, and the coaches were feeling, but something about, you know, that particular day, man, I, I could just feel it, man. And the whole day on the show I just kept mentioning to the guys that, man, this is this is a business trip. You know, I, I hope that the team approaches it that way because I was approaching my day in the show as a business trip as mm-hmm. if I was going out there to play that game, so uh, they did. They called. They they, they 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 treated it as a business trip, and the stadium was electric. The people came out. The energy was there, and I'm getting excited right now talking to you, Nick. Yeah, I, I'm, I, oh, yeah. I feel like running through a door right now. I do too, Charles. That's why I wanted to talk with you. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'll tell you anyway as well. Um, you know, I I've been enjoying this win even better. Day after day, hour after hour, it gets better. It gets better. It's like Thanksgiving leftovers, as I mentioned on the show the previous day. Um, it, it, it tastes better every single day. I don't know if you're aware that your wine, the Intercept wine, is perfectly paired with whoop-ass. I, I opened a bottle after that game. 
Um, and and you can pair it with whoop ass like that game in the second half perfectly. It tasted better, Charles. I don't know if you're aware of that. You're you're, you're I, one. I, I, hey, I am aware of it. And, and what's interesting, which uh, is because for me, there's never a dull moment. I'm over in the Pier, Wisconsin, and I'm signing bottles of intercept wine and whips and whiskey. Right now. Right now. Cool. Yeah, because we're hearing stuff right, in the right, background. Right, right, it sounds yeah, like right, right doing now. something. I'm, I'm, signing, I'm signing bottles right now. And, okay. And to, to your point, yes. there's a lot of people that are picking up the whiskey wine and, and the whiskey bourbon whiskey. So right. not only did it go down well with the, the, the bad scoop that we, we, we put on those guys <laughs> on Saturday, but also yesterday's game. Yeah. The Packers and the Rams. I mean, this this, this whiskey, whiskey and intercept wine is going down so well this weekend that <laughs> I got a lot of people that need it, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So then the Packers, um, y- you know what it looks like to be on a Super Bowl team in Green Bay. What does this one look like for you right now, Charles? You saw it up close and personal on Sunday. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they look good, man. And uh, you know, first, I'll, I'll jump on the, the, the defensive side of the ball um, and the way that this team is really just getting after people. Um, you know, I, I always – well, not always, but the last couple of weeks, I've been giving, giving a lot of love to another Michigan guy, Deshaun Gary, because he is playing absolute lights out football right now. You can see his development over the last couple of years, and he's been giving them an element, especially with Darius Smith being out. Um, he, he just brought a lot to the table. I look at Rasul Douglas, a guy who was on the practice squad, mm-hmm. and, and the Raiders went and found him, and you've seen him with a pick six yesterday. And how fitting we got to have a pick six on the day that I go into the ring and buy is something that I used to do uh, plenty of times when I played Red So uh, this team is, I think, they're, they're, they're clicking at the right time. Um, you know, the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams connection has you know, never been better. Um, and, and what about, you know, Randall Cobb, you know? Um, this was somebody that A-Rod said he wanted back. You know, we, we heard him before the season talking about guys that he didn't think should have been, you know, run out or maybe should have been retained. And that was a guy he wanted. And all he did was come up with big plays and timely moments yesterday. So uh, when I think about this team and what they've been going through in terms of some of the injuries, they are finding ways to win and being able to dominate. So um, it, was a, it was a beautiful win yesterday. Great night to be in Lambeau Field. Um, Packers are looking good. Well, I mean, what's your connection in terms of with Rodgers lately um, and the way he's thinking about things? Because to me, and I I said this on my Monday show, Charles, that there's no better place than Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. Fans love him. They dig him, even with whatever was going on with COVID. You know, they love him. Um, I know what he felt about Gutekunst, but you can't deny the drafting of A.J. Dillon is crucial They've lost, uh, I don't know, I've lost track of the number of left tackles that they've lost and that protection held up against the Rams and what they were bringing, the grown-ass men that they were sending his way. Uh, do you think he's going to stay? I mean, what do you think his sense is of everything there in Green Bay right now? You know, I, I, I think that as this season has uh, played out, I would have to say Aaron Rodgers is going to be more and more receptive to staying in Green Bay. I think everything that, you know, he had issues with, uh, was put out there in, in the open, you know, for everyone to see, including, you know, uh, you know top people, top brass uh, with the Packers. And so everybody knows what it is. And so I believe that after that, they understand that, hey, man, this, this is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. 
all he's asking is to have a little bit of input on what it is, the decisions we're making in terms of personnel, what he needs to be successful as a quarterback. And I think for the, for the Packers, they're going to do everything they can. Aaron Rodgers has, you know, maybe three, four more years left. You want to lock this guy in, make him happy for as long as you can. Because this stadium, if you watched him walk off that field yesterday mm-hmm. after that game, and people chanting MVP, they love Aaron Rodgers. And I think that Aaron, as he walks off that field, I think he feels it. I think he knows it. So I think the more and more that this season plays out, Aaron is more and more receptive to being in Green Bay for his, uh, his entire career. All right, a couple more minutes left with uh, Charles Woodson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's g- Give me your thoughts on the Raiders and how viable a threat do you think they are in the AFC. What a win that was on Thanksgiving. They, they uh, established Josh Jacobs, in my mind, in a way that we haven't seen for the first 11 weeks of the season. Um, and, and what do you think of the defense? They've got, they've got uh, some pretty great pass rushers on that team that, that was sent Dax way. What do you think of their viability for the rest of the year, Charles? Yeah, absolutely. I think for the Raiders, man, what's, what's most important for them, man, is that, you know, they're, they're going to have to, you know, block out all the noise, you know, going forward. You know, everybody knows, uh, you know, what they've gone through in terms of, you know, a lot of off-the-field stuff this year. Um, and, and so uh, a lot of people are, you know, talking. This is the you know, same old Raiders, this and that. But the Raiders have good players on their team. Uh, you talk about Josh Jacobs and really getting him going in that game. Josh Jacobs can be a dominant running back. Um, I think that, you know, for the Raiders, what they have to do is they got to establish that uh, that balanced attack, you know, with the run game as well as the passing game. Um, make sure you keep, you know, your quarterback, Derek Carr, keep him upright uh, so that he's not, you know, running for his life back there in the backfield. They can do that. We know that this guy can light up the scoreboard, you know, in terms of the yards and points. And uh, you said it, man, Max Crosby and, and Cox and uh, – and Dakota Yannick, you know, these guys are, are dynamic, a fast rushing duo that you have in the NFL. So they have some players out there, man, but it's, you know, the name of the game, man. It's all about fundamentals, you know. As, as um, you know, Al Davis would say, he's blocking the tackle. You know, and that's it's really as simple as that. Uh, so I think for this team, they got to be able to use um, Deshaun Jackson downfield a little bit more if they can. You know, try to open things up underneath. Yeah. Brian Edwards, I think, has to be a big piece of this team as a young receiver. He, he's got to step up big time. But, you know, they, they got as good a chance as anybody. Nobody's as dominant this year. Um, this league has been up and down. It's been all over the place. So anybody can get there. So, um, I mean, ever, it is wide open. A lot of people are saying, though, Charles, that it's it looks like 2001 all over again. For the Patriots, the way that Mac Jones is playing in his first go-around as quarterback, the same way that Brady did. If that's the case, does that mean the Raiders play New England in the snow and Jonathan Abrams going to knock the ball loose because he wears 24? Do you think that that happens? Well, uh, what do you think, Charles? Yeah. I, is that going to happen? Yeah, I, I guess anything can happen, but as long as I can pick whoever the referee crew is, then we can play the game. But okay. If I can't pick the referee crew, then... All bets are off. Because you know they call it the snow game in New England. You know that, right? You know they call it the snow game in New England? That's yeah. what they call the snow game? I know, I know what they call it. I'm not worried about the snow. I'm worried about the ref. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good, Charles. <laughs> All right, Charles. Uh, I appreciate you uh, you giving us a call while you're signing your wines and your and your 
and your uh, and your alcohol, right? Your 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 the whiskey, your, the whiskey, yep. fantastic, yep. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it, it pairs perfectly with whoop ass, as I as I found out perfectly on Saturday night. Uh, how far do you think Michigan goes? Again, you know what a national champion Michigan team looks like. What do you think? Do you think this is it? What do you think? This can happen, honestly. Heart of hearts. Yeah, I, 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 I like the chance. I like the chances. Of course, you know we got to come down off of the high. That's right. Week, of course, uh, take care of business down in India. But you know, as I look at the field, Rich, I don't think there's anybody that'll be in that four um, that they can't beat or they don't match up with. So this is as good a chance for us to go and win a national championship as we've ever had in Harbaugh's tenure. Whoever coached at Michigan. So. Right. They just got to, hey, are you, it's been years back then to go get it. Are you going Indy? You going to be there? Uh, there? There's a good chance. There's a good chance. I'm you know, trying to work out. I might, you never know. I might be signing some bottles and whiskey. whiskey okay. And I, I love I it. Know. And people can go where to get your stuff? Let's get the plug in. You, you can, yeah, you can go to cwinterceptwines.com or whiskeywhiskey.com. Uh, okay. Or if you're in Green Bay or Deep here, you can go to Festival Foods. I mean, we're in a lot of places, Rich. And if the Packers win the Super Bowl and Michigan wins the national championship the week, the year that you go into the Ring of Honor and the Hall of Fame, I don't know, Charles. You're going to have to give me your lottery numbers. That's what I need to know if that happens, to be honest with hey, you. How sick, how sick would that be? It would be. Uh, you know, it, it would definitely be sick. That will be for sure. No so so uh, no let's talk down the line. Thanks for the call, Charles. You're the best. All good, man. Good talking to you. You got it. That's first ballot Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Charles Woodson signing his wine and whiskey. There in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We can expect shipments of that soon, right? I would agree, totally agree. Okay, great. Wine but, and whiskey. Let's yeah. take a let's take a quick break here. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Uh, we'll set up the rest of the week and also uh, revisit what Ronnie Stanley said earlier this hour. We wanted to get to Charles, but Ronnie Stanley talking about his college coach leaving his college program. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. Just go to Indeed.com podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So who are, no, no, we've got time here. We've got time here. A terrestrial radio audience just rejoined us, and we just listened to Charles Woodson, and I said he was my 
One of my favorite Wolverines of all time. And you went down when you were there as Donovan McNabb and Dwight Freeney, Dwight Freeney and then Jerry yeah. McNamara. Oh, I love Jerry. Carmelo, right? Yep. Who are your favorite college players of your programs of all time? Who's your favorite Penn State? Nittany well, I mean, with Penn State, it's like, you know, we had, I loved Kajana Carter. Saquon was great. Uh, Kurt Warner. Um, Todd Blackledge when I was a kid. That's sure. when they okay. won the national right, title. Now Florida State? Florida State is Charlie Ward is... Peter Warwick. Um, Peter Warwick. Remember how Peter surprising how surprised Greg everyone, Jones. Remember how surprised everyone was when when um, when Charlie Ward chose basketball, yeah. chose the Knicks. It was a smart play. I would think so. Smart play. Because yeah. I don't think the NFL was now ready I for think, Charlie Ward. Exactly. Now, yeah, now, now right? Charlie Ward comes out. Well, here's the deal, though. He's Lamar still was number thirty-two. Yeah, so Charlie, Kyle, I, I think the NFL would still have I mean, some Kyle type Kyle of Kyle one. Number Kyle one. one. Yeah. yeah, but Charlie Ward. I don't know if people remember how He's incredible amazing. Charlie Ward was. Amazing. So special. How about that? We just talked amazing. to Ronnie Stanley earlier today uh, in this hour, and I asked him when the first time how he realized Lamar was special, and he said it was in what practice training camp when he was throwing and the throws he made were pretty special and they surprised everybody there because they thought he couldn't throw like they were all listening to all the stuff that was said here Lamar Jackson at the combine we were at refused to work out as a wide receiver can you believe that there were some scouts saying, "Let's let's see some let's see what you could do at receiver." But Bill Polian was kind of pushing exactly, that too, yeah. and all, and 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 it's just like, and I remember the conversation at the combine was, "Well, Lamar's not being, yeah, maybe he's you know uh, open minded enough right, here, right, and his right. mom is being his agent, and maybe he's getting some bad advice, not doing the workouts here." And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm a quarterback, and I'm not going to even give you the sense of me doing anything other than that." Why am I going to be out here running routes for yeah. you? I'm not running routes in the pros. <clears throat> and you wound up being 32nd overall and in the redraft. Him or Josh Allen? No worse than two. So <laughs> Yeah, no worse than two. I mean, you flip a coin and whichever one you get, you're very happy with. And I, I've, I've often thought about this. I've never said this out loud to you guys, but I've often thought about this for years. When you have certain athletes who have that type of athleticism, who, while they're in college, a coach tells them, we're going to take you away from quarterback and put you at another position, and they flourish. It always made me go, well, what if they would have let this guy play quarterback? Mm -hmm. How good could he have been? We'll never know because that opportunity got taken away from countless people. Like, right off the top of my head, Anquan Bolden, the number one ranked quarterback in high school, going into Florida State, and they make him a wide receiver, which was awesome. He potential Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, but what if they would have let that man stay at quarterback? You just never know. He, because, might, he might not be going to Canton. And I, and you never know. Yeah, I, but I'm, I you, you do find out the number of guys who, who have been taken from the quarterback position and put elsewhere when you hear about a third emergency quarterback or wide receiver who makes that beautiful option pass. Like, you know, who you played wide receiver. Yeah. You hear that all the time. Right. But... Lamar, how about that? I just I, I, that kind of struck me when he's just like, yeah, I saw he was special. Some of the throws he was making because a few people were saying he couldn't throw. He's got a cannon. Think about the combine and, and, and the angles, Lamar. the arm angles, yeah. the arm angles. We just got robbed of knowing what his Sunday forty night. time was. I just dying to know when he runs the forty. <laughs> yeah, All you got to do is see him take it in from the forty yard line. Now, yeah, you can kind of test it and then take and it say, down and, a few seconds and then take and then it down a, a few hundred tenth of a second, maybe because he's yeah, yeah. 
Just died to know. And then Ronnie Stanley, when we asked him about his college coach leaving for LSU, said first thing he mentioned was Cincinnati. Now, in case you're wondering what he what he's referring to, he's not referring to the Bengals. He's referring to, obviously, the school that Brian Kelly left to go to Notre Dame. And the way he left Cincinnati left a lot of people pissed off there. I guess, look, any coach that's going to leave your program for another one before the bowl game's up is going to, just going to leave people pissed off. But he left Cincinnati. Cincinnati made the Sugar Bowl the year that he left. And he left um, at the end of November um, on the night. He left uh, on the night that there was supposed to be the uh, annual banquet. And the team's postseason banquet, he, 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 he told the players that he was leaving at the annual banquet and then left and went to Notre Dame. And that's what he's kind of like, it's, you know, yeah, so this where, morning, whenever a team leaves a town and goes right. to another town and then that, that town gets upset that they're leaving again, it's just like, how did you get the, how'd you get the team in the first place? How'd you get the coach in the first place? How'd you right. get the player in the first place? So this morning, Brian Kelly makes all the players wake up at 7 a.m. and come to the field house for a meeting with them. And, then it's, and it's over at 7-11. <laughs> like, Chris, I think Chris Long tweeted out was like, bro, just let me sleep in. You could have texted me this. He did actually text him that the night before. That they were meeting at 7 a.m., but like. It's the last time I'm going to drag your ass get, out of bed. Get me out of bed for I guess an 11-minute meeting. I guess he had a flight to Baton Rouge. Got to pack up the house. Baton Rouge. Yeah, it didn't seem like Ronnie Stanley was all that surprised this went down like this. Well, I, it's, again, and I greatly appreciate him calling in. And again, everyone check out his foundation, uh, Ronnie Stanley Foundation. What a beautiful cause it is to hook up dogs in need of a home with people who are in need of help or companionship. It's a beautiful thing. But it's also, you know, just football-wise for Ronnie Stanley, it's got to be very difficult to see your program as uh, a stepping stone for somebody else to take a job. Well, you were the one who declared it a stepping stone. <laughs> well, how, how do you not view it anything but? <laughs> Go from Cincinnati through Notre Dame to LSU. It's the stone you step on. It's in South Bend. I'll see you on Wednesday's show. 